Hello, and thank you once again for joining us with Private Suite Magazine's interview series. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Mike, and he runs the Retro Weather Channel. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Thanks for having me. Anytime. And it was so nice to hear that you wanted to do an interview with us when I asked. Well, why wouldn't I be? You guys rock. I love what I love the magazine. I've been subscribing since the start. But, you know, the chance to come and talk about weather soft, climate wave, and the weather channel itself, hell yeah, I'd love it. That's awesome. Thank you for your subscription. That's amazing. We really appreciate that. So let's get right right into it. Uh, what exactly is Retro Weather Channel for the uninitiated? Retro Weather Channel is a live stream on Twitch that uses real-time, actual, current day, up-to-the-hour live weather data from the National Weather Service, run through a software simulator of the WeatherStar 4000, which was the actual cable TV appliance that cable stations in the U.S. got to display the weather channel on their networks. It changes regions and playlists every month. Uh, sometimes I go between maybe something period accurate. I'll spend a month saying, okay, here's uh, May 1992. Uh, I love taking it back to the Christmas playlist. We usually just pick a December 80-something, uh, 90-something, play that every December. Uh, and from time to time, I'll try to curate vaporwave artists, uh, anybody that plays in the realm of climate wave, weather soft, whatever you want to call it. And you know, I ask them, you know, yeah, I just love to get the music on and get them on the channel, shift it around. It's such a neat thing that you're doing for the community. It's so cool. I don't know if you heard, but we had Alternate Skies on the podcast recently, and I noticed you featured him for a month. Alternate Skies was actually the first exclusive artist that we had on the channel when we gave it the actual public launch last year. I stumbled across his music. I forget how, probably just going through recommendations from somebody on our Vaporwave. I heard his first album and i thought this is it i need to get this in here i asked if i could feature him he said yes and even threw me some exclusive tracks just last month actually no this month yeah we're still in april i asked him if i could have him back as an exclusive uh, for our first anniversary you know without alternate skies the channel would be very different i'm really really glad that not only i got to feature him but that you guys actually got to talk to him yeah for sure well he's a dear friend actually and uh well, props to him for hooking you up with such awesome music for the launch. In my eyes, he's the king of Climate Wave, and I'm just glad that he's producing more. I'm glad that you guys are... I mean, I didn't even know you had a Climate Wave issue. Yeah, I actually wrote that issue with another one of the writers on the magazine, Daniel. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's it's a great time to be about the Weather Channel and its place in the Vaporwave aesthetic these days. I'm really, really happy that it's coming to a greater audience. Yeah, definitely check that out if you haven't yet, guys. It's really cool. It features a bunch of interviews from different Climate Wave artists like Asutenki, Echo Droid, Alt Skies, some others. And yeah, it's just really neat. It's in Volume 6. So tell us a bit about your background. Like, who are you? What are your interests? And, you know, what do you like to do? Well, I am an IT professional. I live in Jersey, uh, just outside of New York City. I've been you know, here, born and raised all my life. What I like to do, uh, other than dabbling in very 
very weird period era vaporwave experiments like that circle around the weather uh, i love to cook uh, i do all the cooking around the house uh, you know my wife and i have a mutual agreement i'm persnickety about food she's persnickety about how you know laundry gets folded yeah we divide the labor and we are in very happy harmony with it yeah no that sounds perfect yeah other than that uh, we've got two wonderful cats cecilia and taters love them both uh wow. let's see other th- other things for fun i read uh i build models um you know, we volunteer at a cat shelter too. And so uh, just li- we're living our the best lives, you know, as good as we can. For sure. No, that's great. And especially the cat shelter. We need more volunteers at cat shelters. I've got both. Well, one and another one was a rescue. <laughs> oh, they're all, they're all great. I love cats so much. Yeah. No, she was actually 10 months feral when I found her, according to the veterinarians. And that is a crazy age to take a cat in and i somehow domesticated her like i don't know she's my baby now yeah that's no small achievement that far gone into being you know a what for all intents and purposes a wild animal to get them happy healthy and accepting humans that's huge yeah it's crazy how affectionate she is actually she's she won't leave me alone whenever i lay down on the couch it's like get out of here (laughs) you just described cecilia (laughs) Nice. So we have something else in common apart from just Vaporwave yep. and uh, and Retro Weather Channel, which I love. Yeah, I'm just honestly more surprised that I was the first one to do this. I mean, there are other people who have either, you know, their own homebrew versions of it. Uh, you know, there are websites that do it, Current Condition. There's one other that I forget. And the software simulator has been around for quite some time. I, I just still can't believe that I'm the first one to say, hey, let's set it to vaporwave or actual period music and put it online. It, it stuns me, you know? Yeah, well, you, I think it, it requires a certain amount of, first of all, you know, IT or technical know-how to be able to put everything together. I was reading on your GitHub and, uh, yeah, it looks quite complicated. Um, you know, it's it, it has been around for a while. Like you said, it was provided to all the networks that were broadcasting it but it's yeah i don't know it's just really interesting how it's it seems like something easy to do but i don't i don't think so oh, really and maintenance too you you add all the artists in there and you know you, you add a little bit of spectacle to it to be honest it's actually really simple i mean i know i'm saying this from the perspective of somebody who works with computers and technology for a living but really the hard part has to be the people who developed it i mean seriously before i say anything else huge huge shout out to tigernet.com bill and the people who built this application they get the real credit it is their hard work Mm -hmm. that made this they recently came out with version 4.0 which was a massive reworking effort and it's just if you think that vaporwave people are huge nerds into their specific area of interest you should see how hardcore weather people get these guys are nuts. They are dedicated. They are intelligent, and they are really good at what they do. Yeah, and they did the hard part of making this. All I'm doing is following their instructions, putting music on Winamp, talking to people, and just making sure that after I lose power, it comes back. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta you gotta pay the bill for the server, I guess, right? Well, actually, there's no real server here. The software simulator is incredibly lightweight. I don't think it's more than like 30 or 40 megs i'm running it on all things an intel nuc basically a little bit bigger than a stick pc it's running windows 8 that's about it wow this is not a high horsepower application at all (laughs) because bear in mind 
like okay technical moments the appliance the weatherstar 4000 and its predecessor appliances were just terminal servers like an old unix box or something like that you plugged mm-hmm. in a vt100 or some type of text-based interface to it and you had to go through the configuration pages on a separate terminal not a computer a terminal and configure it it would then spit it out over broadcast mm-hmm. so when you think about how just dialing out to the national weather service spitting it out over video and making it into a chiron at the same time that would have been huge for the late 80s early 90s but scale that up under modern technology even when this thing is running in uh, i think it's running now running in c or some other cross-platform application it's not that hard to simulate it and that's really what it is this is not a program this is not some guy putting together graphics in windows this is not javascript it is a software simulator of the weather star 4000 yeah that's why i keep on you know deflecting any praise the hard part was emulating it simulating it making code that worked like the machine that's the real achievement here well i think people just really love it and they don't know who to thank <laughs> i don't spam them enough they're, they're really good at what they do yeah well, shout out to those guys. It was Bill and whoever else. I got net.com. T-A-G-I-A-T-A-I-G-A. Net. All one word. Dot com. You can get it there. Run it for yourself. Have fun. Nice. And I guess there were no real... One of my questions was to ask you about the challenges or obstacles you had to overcome and figuring out how to put it together, but... Sounds like there weren't too many. The first challenge is really understanding the simulator, you know, understanding how to configure it. It is an accurate representation of what this damn thing needed to get up and fucking running. And it has a lot of things that have to go right to work. Mm -hmm. But once you get that and there's good documentation, there's good support forums, it's just a matter of iterating it. But then then they dropped version four. Yeah, I saw that. Literally, I think on New Year's Day. That was uh, a different learning curve, a little more intuitive than the old one in some ways, less in others, but it was just ensuring they keep it fresh. I, I almost always run behind schedule when I need to pick out music, so I try to do everything a month or two in advance wherever I can. Have it ready, buy the albums, get it queued up. Other than that, it's just, you know, it's keeping things, keeping the lights on. And, and how often do you change up the music? Is it every month or? Except for last month where I just kind of ran into a million bad things at work. And the month of March carried over from February, uh, which was video game vaporwave month. And mm. I kind of, I'm kind of glad it did run over because there was a lot of really cool shit in that playlist. I wanted to make sure that it got as much exposure as it could. Yeah, sometimes I see your your posts on Reddit here and there. And yeah, it's nice to kind of give the new um, com- the newcomers to the genre an opportunity to see it. Yeah, I mean, I never really thought of myself as somebody that was out to attract vaporwave newcomers, but if there's a producer out there that has something that fits the Weather Channel aesthetic and the sound of it, I would kill to give them something, anything to help them out and be able to say, hey, look, you know, you can hear my music all this month on the Retro Weather Channel, or I can point back and say, if you like the sound that we're going for here, check this guy out. I mean, even when I had bigger artists, I had a Cat Corp on a while back, I had Dan Mason, and not to make a name drop, but when I got their permission to feature them, I kind of had to comb through these big, big catalogs of amazing productions that ran the gamut of Vaporwave and its subgenres, mm-hmm. and going through that to figure out a way to make things relevant to the channel, it, it gave me a chance to take their stuff and lift it up a little bit if I could. Yeah, But definitely 
I, I want more people to make this kind of music. I started this because nobody else had it, and I wanted to hear more Climate Wave. I wanted to hear more Weathersoft. Whatever we call it, I, I just want to get it. No, I like that that name, Weathersoft. I'm going to start using that. And that is very kind of you to offer. Um, so if anyone is interested, what would be the best way to contact you? Uh, they can email me, retroweatherchannel at gmail.com, or they can uh, ping me on our Discord. Uh, it's linked in the channel. I don't always lurk it, but I do respond to whenever somebody adds me, and I do respond to emails. Um, I'm on Reddit. You can hit me up at uh, Monjadden Powers, uh, M-O-H-N-J-A-D-D-E-N-P-O-W-E-R-S. I'm happy to hear you out. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't think of myself as some career maker, but I, if you've got a couple of albums that can make maybe, I don't know, two hours worth of music, the more the better. I'd love to get you in for a month, feature an exclusive, and you know, give you a chance to call the channel home for a little while. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Very thoughtful. Um, yeah, so you heard the man. Submit your shit. Yeah, get it out here. You know, if I can help, I'd love to. Nice. So how exactly did you get into Vaporwave? It happened twice. The first time, one of my friends just put up on their Facebook. They, of course, put up Mac Plus 420. And I was like, what the hell is this? I, I have no clue what's going on here. I listened for about 20 seconds and just forgot all about it. Then I think a year or two later, maybe around 15, 2016, Somebody linked it again, and I was like, oh, I remember this. Uh, Seth linked it a while ago. Maybe I'll give it a listen. I, li I heard it all the way through, and maybe it was just the time difference between the year or two that passed, but it just hit me, and it took a second before I realized this was what I grew up with. I mean, you know, I don't try to broadcast my age or anything, but you know, born in the early 80s, the idea of this CGI future with that kind of this is the phrase with that kind of aesthetic because it's an easy cop out to just claim aesthetic got me, but it got me. You know, when you grew up with TV shows like Beyond 2000 with these clunky CG animations, you had, uh, what was that guy? I think it's Jean Michel Jarre who had that video series Beyond the Mind's Eye, which was just showcasing this cool computer animation and computer generated this, computer generated that. The idea of this idyllic future, which we always go on about in Vaporwave, is present. And then you double down with things like the preview channel, the weather channel, these things which are generating data in real time that you can see on your TV. And this is late 80s, early 90s, predating the internet, predating even home computers that were used for BBSs. Even at the BBSs that I frequented, these things that you literally would dial into chat with people there was no local real-time weather that you could pick up it was going to be the morning paper and the evening news and news radio for you to get the weather here it is in weird glorious color and when you take that in the aesthetic which we now call vaporwave pairing it with the weather channel just hit me i probably didn't dive in as hard as i did as many others do because i keep seeing people who are just getting into vaporwave uh, and there's this Twitter account, Best of Our Vaporwave. There's always something, hey, guys, I just saw Mac Plus 420. I love this. What else can I listen to? You know, they're shitting on them. And it's, while it's like kind of, you know, okay, lurk more, understand this, but it's nice to see people getting into, for lack of a better term, Vaporwave as I see it, is the future by way of the past. Experience that. It's really awesome. That That's kind of what drew me in. The ability to 
get that idyllic retro kind of. Mm-hmm. No, that's a really great way of putting it, like uh, taking it from the angle of being the only technology at the time that had that allowed for something like that, that transmission of data. Yeah. And plus, when you think of it as a Chiron, as this computer generated image in real time, you know, you have the actual computer generated overlays. You saw that and it keeps getting updated. You know, how cool is that for, for this kid who's growing up in the era? And, you know, it's it just really kind of hits me. I sometimes feel like I am the oldest person in the Vapor community. And I remember a lot of the ideals, a lot of uh, the cues, the visual and audio cues that come with being part of the Vapor aesthetic. They were part of the way things looked. You know, maybe with less Roman statuary, but it was, you know, there's enough of it to go around. And it takes the aesthetic, it takes the time and represents it, repurposes it. But it seems like it does it without too much of the remember when nostalgia. It takes that out. And I think that's a good thing to allow picking, choosing, and consuming the aesthetic without becoming the lifestyle. We don't need it. It's 2019, not 1989. Crazy. No, I'm just I'm just absorbing everything you said. That was that was a mouthful, and it actually answered one of my questions too. Is uh, kind of why do you think people in general love the Weather Channel in general and the Retro Weather Channel? I mean, this is a chance to really experience what it was like during the day. I mean, you know, I'm looking right now at the Mallsoft issue that you guys put out. I haven't read it yet. I keep it. Uh, I make it a rule. I don't read it until it arrives in paper. But the idea of you, you can't really consume a mall in the vapor aesthetic as you can back in the day. You know, if you go to a mall, you have the idea of balls are dying. We have this the way it looks, the way they're trying to upscale it and reach customers. It's not so much the way of how malls used to be. You can't experience that anymore, for better or for worse. This is a chance to say, here is what vaporwave looked like. Here is what it felt like. Here is what it sounded like. I mean, the one thing that I really just was hoping to get, and I couldn't quite make the technology side of it work, was back when, uh, what was the hurricane that hit the Carolinas last year? I forget what it, I forget the hurricane's name. But when it dropped, I changed the channel configuration to the Carolinas, set it up, and tried my best to get the warning crawl happening. Because whenever there was a weather emergency, uh, the Weather Channel would interrupt all its programming and broadcast either a reddish brown or a red screen with scrolling text immediate weather emergencies from the national weather service and nothing else gets you like this is an emergency if you are watching this you need to be aware of this and i wish i could have gotten that to work so if that doesn't happen all i want to be able to do is make sure i'm in the right region when snowfall happens because nothing's better at least to me having grown up with it nothing was better than sitting in front of the weather channel waiting for snowfall estimates for the next day in hopes that you're going to get the snow day yeah. you know you're waiting for the helpful call you know maybe we'll get it maybe we'll get it so the chance to experience that to get people in with it yeah that's that's going to be great once it gets snowy again oh my god man you're just you're showering me in nostalgia it's crazy <laughs> i'm i'm trying to at least uh, not so much be nostalgic but be descriptive it's easy to fall back on nostalgia when you're for lack of a better term my age but you know it's a good chance you know i don't get to evangelize with people about the weather channel about the retro weather channel much so the the downside of that i think about it too damn much (laughs) that's awesome well that's really cool that you try to to update the the service you provide according to what's happening right now but still give it that classical feel 
Yeah, and legal disclaimer moment, by the way. The Retro Weather Channel is not an emergency service, nor should it be relied upon as one. Please, don't tune onto the stream if you think you got to evacuate. I'm probably not even in your region. <laughs> Keep an eye on the real news, people. But they don't have vaporwave on in the background. So mute it and put on Winamp. I can't stress enough, don't die because of vaporwave. You don't want to. Oh my god, I'm dying. <laughs> okay. So one time I was on the Discord, maybe it was a year ago, and I'm from Canada, as you can probably tell from my hilarious voice. Um, and I asked if you if you were planning on featuring Canada on Retro Weather Channel at all in the future. And I don't know if it was you that answered, but someone gave me some information about how it's sort of... Um, tied to the u.s a little bit can you tell us anything about that so regrettably uh this comes from the national weather service uh the u.s national weather service i should say uh the data is an old old data network that you used to have to dial into with a modem to pick it up you know and during the weather channel era there would be just a probably i think it was a 1200 bound modem that came with the appliance it was programmed to dial into 202 blah 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 whatever 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 uh, connect to the National Weather Service's dial-up service, pick up the latest data, and then write it to the appliance. Uh, the downside of that is it doesn't cover anything outside of the United States. It is tied to weather stations, uh, either you know Joe Blow's weather station in the backyard. Uh, my, my wife's uncle actually has one. It's a pretty cool little setup. Or actual National Weather Service stations, usually tied to the major international airports. But it's coming down to, simply put, American locations, American data. There is a weather network up in Canada, but I have no clue about their infrastructure, nor do I know if they're weather nerds that are simulating their software. Mm -hmm. Alternate Skies did actually use some of their graphics and their music for one of his releases. Uh, it's a weather network exclusive release. Uh, but So definitely it's worth checking out. I forget the name of it, but it's on his page, alternateskies.bandcamp.com. I'm just checking which one is it out there I, i've seen it i can't tell you the name off the top of my head but the, uh 24 hour forecast and it's currently playing uh, this month on the retro weather channel so give it a listen you might hear some uh, you might hear a couple of the boots uh, maybe a tim hortons reference or two you never know <laughs> well yeah you can you should you should because you'll get the best of both worlds you'll get the climate wave from alt skies canadian version and uh and your retro weather channel up to america's hat there you go yeah yeah Touche, touche, my friend. Yeah, no, nah, nah, I kid. I'd have a great if they would take me. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's not the best of both worlds until you start getting some poutine. So, can't win them all. Poutine. Whoa, hey. Pretty Didn't good. Get your mother with that mouth. Yeah. Pretty good. You learn fast. So, I don't know if you'll know the answer to this question, but have you ever heard of currentcondition.org? No, I heard of them before. And I checked them out a couple of times. Uh, I think I forget if it was you or somebody that mentioned them. I like what they do. You know, it's pretty cool. I just never really, for some reason, I don't get the actual forecasts anymore. I just get the playlist and the look of it. It's it's a pretty cool project though. And I know that somebody else has something like it, which has a Weather Channel-ish display. It has the same color scheme and it's narrated by one of the Microsoft built-in voices. You know, the Microsoft uh, Windows Dave, I think it is. So it's just general text-to-speech. They're both pretty cool projects, though. I like how current condition doesn't feel bound to Vaporwave. I saw Aphex Twin was getting played there earlier. Uh, Isley Brothers was getting queued up. 
So it's nice to have the sound expand. Like they feel, I feel like they've got a broader what I do, and that's fantastic. You know, it fits the sound as opposed to fitting the aesthetic. And both of those have their unique places in this in the spectrum. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's another weather channel that plays music, I guess. And I discovered it actually after discovering uh, Retro Weather Channel, and it w- I actually found that it was broken, and I was like, hmm. And people on Reddit were kind of investigating it. Yes, that's partly why I wanted to ask why um, or if you had any obstacles to overcome or, you know, the maintenance with that uh, is required to keep it up and running. First of all, let me be clear. Neither me nor my Chinese army botnet had anything to do with current condition being down. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, But uh, no, in terms of maintenance, uh, we... I don't have a UPS connected to this thing, you know, uninterruptible power supply for the layperson. If I really wanted to, I'm sure that I could cough up for uh, something like, you know, business class cable uh, with redundant modems, redundant everything, and a power supply, keep it going, you know. But truth be told, uh, buying the NUCPC was the real big maintenance step that I took. I used to just run everything on my personal desktop, and, you know, if I ever had to reboot it, it took the channel down. Everything, I just set up little startup scripts to launch the programs when they go and when it gets powered on. Key point, and I still need to hammer it down one of these days, is getting the little notifier. I've got a program which scrapes content from whatever Winamp is playing, getting that to launch automatically. It doesn't want to play nice. So if I ever lose internet or lose power, I just have to be on hand to make sure it starts up. I mean, I have TeamViewer installed. In case I need to remote in and futz with something, making sure that everything works fine with the standard, you know, home user setup. Mm-hmm. Kind of home lab server sort of setup. Yeah, barely even. I mean, the NUCPC that I run this on is ridiculously low spec. The program itself doesn't require much to run. Mm-hmm. So it just sits there in the corner. It's It makes no noise. It gives off no light. Uh, as long as it's powered on, it will start up. And it's, uh, it's very low maintenance. I tried it on a what is it? One of those stick PCs that runs on an Intel Atom. Yeah. And that was just a total non-starter. It barely ran Windows well enough and it didn't have enough horsepower to keep the weather channel and Winamp going steadily. And I'm lucky enough that this is a hobby of mine, not necessarily a side gig. I can afford just, you know, a hundred bucks or so for a cheap, crappy little PC. It's not a problem. I mean, I don't make any money off of this, nor do I want to. Uh, I don't ask people for anything, nor do I want your money. And it's just... I'm lucky. I'm fortunate that my maintenance needs are low. It's just a matter of getting off my lazy ass and picking music, getting in touch with people, getting clearance, and moving forward every month. Yeah. You know, that's that's a human problem, not a technical one. For sure. Oh, yeah. No, I I, I literally had uh, internet problems over the last weekend, so I'm kind of surprised that you didn't see it. But hey, if you don't, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Yeah. And we were down for about 48 hours over the weekend. Uh, whenever we lose power, it goes down. But that doesn't happen often. Uh as long as we don't have a radiator and a hairdryer going, things stay up and running. Yeah, well, shout out to to all of you guys who work so hard to pull off something so beautiful for the people that love the broadcast of the Weather Network, Weather Channel, whatever it is. It's just a really great thing to do, and I love every second of it. It's It's something that I took on when I was just kind of bored. I had no real projects, no major things in process. I got the stupid idea ran with it, tested it, shook it down for a couple months. And, you know, to have any place in Vaporwave, that's, 
it's just so great. You know, I'm not exactly the music producer type. I'm not the creative type. I'm good at assembling things and have some way to get people into the music and the look of the Weather Channel. It's just really, really awesome. You know, we have something like, uh, I want to say we're around 28,000 unique views. So just for giggles, I checked out my specs yesterday. 48,000 actual views have happened on this thing. Wow. And it's so low effort. It's, but it just does great. It just, hell, a friend of mine is a uh, electro swing, synth wave, and other, other stuff DJ. Faith in the Glitch. Check him out. Check him out on Twitch. Check him out on Twitter. Faith in the Glitch. Follow my friend Josh. He's a kick ass DJ. But, you know, he does these shows a couple every week. And I feel like a jerk because I get more views than him. And he's like making a real, he puts so much passion and effort into what he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, me, I just feel like a schlub sometimes. I just slap together a couple of programs, put it on a tiny PC, and here we are. Automation, man. Yeah, soon, soon, vaporwave project organizers will be out of jobs, outsourced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see the first person to have a computer make vaporwave. We'll see what happens after that. Oh God! And I was going to ask you actually about your your data analytics. Do you ever like look at where people are watching from? No, it's I, I checked it out just the other day for the first time in I think eight or nine months. And it, it was really stiff. 83% United States, uh, maybe like 1% and 2 or 3% from the UK, everywhere else. To be honest, I'm just holding out for enough people to set up a way to view from North Korea that it makes it worthwhile. I want to see North it, people out there, if you know how to make your Twitch views look like they came from the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, this is your mission. Show it up. Put it on the metrics and I want it out there. Come on, guys. You can do it. <laughs> This is a call to, to all the vaporwave technologists. Yeah, but this is a this is a call, people. Exercise your glorious Juche ideal. Give glory to the great general Kim Jong Un, <laughs> and show yourself on Twitch from North Korea. I believe in you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Did so when I was doing my research for this, I came across something about uh, Apple TVs. Did you start this for an Apple TV? when you first came up with the idea? No, if anything, Apple enters my house, I burn it. (laughs) I I didn't do anything with Apple TV for this. Uh, What is it? I might have looked into it at one point, you know, in all seriousness. But at at the time, the Weather Star 4000 simulator only ran on a Windows platform. Uh, It was running in XNA, which is now deprecated. That was what Microsoft put out for people to make games on the Xbox 360 for the live arcade. Mm. It is now runnable on... Windows, Mac, and Linux for those who are enterprising. So it would be possible, a tiny Linux box. And briefly, when I was thinking about how to move it off my desktop, I thought about spinning up some kind of cloud computing instance, Azure or AWS or something, and running it in there. Mm-hmm. But the minimum that I would have to pay would be around 150 200 bucks a month. And nah, it, there's no point in that when I could just piggyback it off of my home connection. Uh, Comcast hasn't yelled at me about it yet. It's not really a server. We're not really doing anything out of the ordinary. So, and since it's been running for a year without incidents, I will take what I can get. Yeah, for sure. So what have been some of the significant cultural finds that you've come across and dug up over you know your journey with the channel? Definitely Video Game Vaporwave Month had the most surprising finds, at least to me. Before that, I was reaching out to artists and I had one reach out to me, you know, I had Mallow420, who was also really good, Mallow420.bandcamp.com, check him out. Uh, he put together some custom stuff and I thought, and that was the shit, you know, for me, that was the one moment when I kind of knew somebody wants to make music for this. I, I'm really awesome. Uh, they, I can't be that awesome. This isn't real. 
you'll find for me. In Video Game Vaporwave Month, not only did I get led on to stuff that, you know, was pretty obvious. I already knew about the Tetris CDI soundtrack. I knew about Pilotwing 64 to a lesser extent. But somebody clued me into an old PlayStation 1 game that was only released in Japan, Kaze no Notem. And it is a hot air balloon game where you just kind of cruise around in your hot air balloon from point A to point B. Was so unintentionally vaporwave, my jaw freaking dropped. <laughs> the perfection that you expect from the climate soft sound, the weather soft sound, right there encapsulated in the game. Other cool finds, too, uh, of all things, you know, Pixar had that movie Robots. Its DS game has some very vaporwave tunes. So cool to put in. But hearing about Kazin no Notam, which I had no clue even existed, not even a knowledge, not even a single bit of knowledge about, hyped it up to everyone I knew that was into game music. Anyone I know, I was like, you got to check this out, Kazin no Notam. You know, you can listen to this, you can study to this, you know, if you do the 420, you can get high to this, whatever you do. But it's so, so vaporwave. I, I can't describe it at all, other than it is unintentional vaporwave, but it is perfect vaporwave. I'll definitely check it out. So great. I wish I could just have jukebox style channels so I can have it on, you know, hey, you got you want to listen to uh, Casino No Tam? Check this out. <laughs> all I can do is spam it and spam yeah. it I will. What, which console did it come out on, you said? PS1 in Japan. PS1, right. Okay. Uh, um, And how do I spell that? A A Z. E. Oh, I'm sorry, you're Canadian. K-A-Z-E. Thank you. <laughs> N-O, uh, second word, Kaze, space, no, space, no tab. N-O-T-A-M. Okay, sweet. Yeah, that kind of threw me off, actually, because for a while I wanted to get my private pilot's license, and NOTAM is actually an FAA thing. It's notice to airmen. It's, you know, hey, there's something going on in this airspace. Oh. I thought it was a reference to that, but... Uh, I couldn't find an adequate explanation of what it is in terms of Japanese. If anybody out there knows, I would love to know what the heck it means or if they really meant the FAA term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit, hit us up or hit Retro, Retro Weather Channel up if you know that. He has a burning desire to find out. Yeah. Got to know. Uh, do, you, do you have any... You briefly talked about this, but do you have anything exciting to add to the channel in the future? Any changes? You know, I think... That's a good question. I never really thought about making changes. What I keep wanting to do is just kind of promote it more, get more out there, and make it more well-known. I mean, I have no problem throwing a few ad, ad dollars out there. It just seems like it's you know not much more you can do with something that's intended for a one-direction broadcast. Because mm. this is not an interactive medium, and it was never meant to be. But if the one thing that I can do, if I had to pick one thing, it's just I want to keep getting new music out there. I want to keep getting, you know, I want to keep exploring the sound and getting more people to listen to it in hopes that more people will produce it. Because when you think about where Weathersoft and Climate Wave, whatever, sits in Vaporwave, it has an interesting place. It isn't very chopped and screwed. It isn't very you know, bluesy or jammy. It's just, for lack of a better term, maybe with a pop filter on it. Mm. But when you put it in the context of the visual side of things, it makes the experience work. Just throw on you know, Spyro Gyra or Kenny G, and you will have the Weather Channel experience in a nutshell. 
You know, I would, I do that whenever I make a period playlist, uh, you know, maybe next month we'll do May 93. I don't know. Scraping the old music in the same way that future funk has been scraping city pop and other interesting Japanese music. I mean, Oh God, I was at a night tempo show two weeks ago. It was so amazing. Oh my God. Nice to hear. Yeah. To hear that repurposing and put it into the vein of in his case future funk and in our case weather soft and normal vaporwave and it is so good to hear it applies to so many situations it's great chill out music i want i want if nothing else to make progress to the point where somebody says no screw this guy what the hell does the retro weather channel do that i can't do better mm-hmm. that i can do well enough to get competition and to be beaten at my own game because then i can say you know what i hear uh, me mike the guy who runs this thing I want to hear on this channel. I mean, if you know about something like a, what is it? That one app, Nightwave Plaza. I go to Nightwave Plaza whenever I need just general purpose wave background music to either do it myself so that people can come to the Retro Weather channel for the climate wave sound, better place that does it better. Current conditions is great. You know, I like what they do and it's a nice broad music spectrum. I like what I do in terms of the audible spectrum because you're getting to experience vaporwave. If there is a better way to do this, I want to be I want to be watching it. I want to see it happen. Mm-hmm. No, that's a really great answer. Thank you. No problem. I, I think about this too damn much. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're mentioning. Yeah, no, that's a really really interesting project, man. I I love it. Hopefully this Thanks. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, hopefully this podcast gets you a few more, you know, conversion a higher conversion rate or more people showing up. They're they're always welcome. As long as we haven't lost power or my uh, cable motor doesn't crap out again, we'll be here. Okay, awesome. So I have one last question for you. And it's actually not my question. I saw someone posted on Twitter. I saw it and I was like, that's an amazing question. I want to use that in my podcast. And I will absolutely give credit. It's by Fantasy Deluxe. And the question is, do you ever get really nostalgic about places that aren't real, like video game locations, weather broadcasts like yours that's you know not real, but people wallow in that classical idea? Oh, that's a really interesting question. And to, to say that I kind of get into that point, locations, maybe not entirely, but it ties in kind of to whenever I'm in a mood, and you know that mood when you really just feel like you need to listen to some vaporwave. You know, you like usually, and I'll just kind of thumb through it. I'll try to, I'll go through whatever's on my phone and I'll come up to something by internet club or by, uh, was it, who's the other one? Miami vice mm. North point mall. And when I'm coming up on my daily commute, it's too much detail. I commute through world trade center through, you know, the world trade center transit hub up into that glossy white, for lack of a better term, skeletal below the actual world trade center site itself i'm coming up into this place which you know and i can eat anybody who knows a thing or two about vaporwave will cite news at 11. i kind of go back to the fictional world that has been superimposed over news at 11 and see this kind of empty half vaporwave 100 percent gap filled empty devoid of humanity except for myself space brightly lit hollow echoing and it's when you're in this space it's so full of humanity but it gets you right in that emotional point somewhere between melancholy and nostalgia Mm. and it just makes you feel so sad that 
mournful, wistful way. You know, it looks like it feels like I'm walking around inside the gigantic corpse of someone I cared about that died long ago and has been bleached with time. Yeah. I know that's pretty macabre, but that's the that's as close as it gets to me to being in a fictional space that come that's connected to vaporwave or anything at all. But it's something that happens a lot. You know, more often than I guess I want to admit. Yeah, that's a good, good question. Wow. I feel like I need to go see my therapist after that. <laughs> well, shout out to Fantasy Deluxe for thinking it up. It's a good question. It was a great answer, too. Very, um, yeah, very melancholy. Crazy. It's, yeah. When you grow up after all the shit, it's, it puts you in an odd position. Yeah, for sure. No, I love, I love News at 11. When the first time I heard it, I was like, holy. I wasn't expecting it to, once I learned about the idea behind the the record you know i guess the idea is to experience what north america um you know consumerist culture and media was like if 9-11 didn't happen yeah it's that really got me you know I was in college when it happened, and now we're looking at a generation. Like people are gonna get their driver's licenses who were born after nine eleven. Mm-hmm. That hits you in a way that's just so kind of to me at least encapsulates why I think people are so big into vaporwave. We get the chance to experience what could have been. Vaporwave is living through somebody's idea of alternate history, nineties, early two thousands, and onward. It's so cool to be engaged in something like that. Like even if there's no way to undo what we've been through, the shithole that the world's become and is still becoming, you at least get that idea. News 11 just does it. I only heard it after I had Cat Corp on the channel. And had I known, <coughs> had I known he actually did it, I wouldn't have even played other music. I would have just looped News at 11 for a month just to get people understanding what this is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a perfect compliment to what you're doing. Oh, man. Now I got to listen to it again. Yeah. Yeah. We'll throw on the tape. When we're done. Do you collect any physicals? You know what? That is my one great shame. I only have the uh, old English spelling bee re-release of Mac Plus 420, and that's it. I, do, I got out of tapes when tapes kind of gave way to CDs. And as fun as it would be to get into tapes and vinyl, my tastes lie elsewhere in collecting. I, I have no grudge against those who do. I think it's cool. I love the idea that people are getting back into cassettes and getting an understanding of what that was about. But I lived through that. I'm not going back again. Yeah. Sorry, not not falling down that hole. <laughs> well, for me, I guess tapes went out of fashion when I was maybe eight, seven or eight. So my when I experienced Vaporwave for the first time and discovered that there were tapes, I kind of had a romanticized view of it because of my, my childhood and in, because it was filled with tapes. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that people are doing tapes as a retro medium for Vaporwave. It complements it so well. It works great for it. And when you throw in all the inadequacies of tape, it it balances out. And I probably should collect more tapes, but I don't want to fall into the trap of, oh, hey, now I need a tape deck. Now I'm going to carry around a... Although I actually did steal my sister-in-law's uh, old Iowa Walkman clone the other day. I might hang on to that and maybe I'll fall down the hole a little bit to put them on with like a decent pair of headphones i got the <laughs> pair of audio technica cans and i think that's overdoing vaporwave on a tape player so i probably got to find the really shitty old uh over ear free with the walkman headphones and really experience it yeah well don't play that mac 
that Macintosh Plus tape in there because those things, they degrade tapes like, I don't know, I, I don't trust those things. <laughs> no, it's, it's the vinyl, so don't worry. If I can play that in a Walkman, I deserve some kind of Nobel Prize. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, dude, that was such an awesome conversation. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. I, I love what you guys do, and just being a part of this in some small way, it's huge, you know. If I had, since I can't say I'm going to tell my kids about this, I'm just going to go and tell the cats about it. <laughs> there you go. And you can show your kids the the recording of this episode, maybe if you want to one day in the future. Yeah, you betcha. I'm going to bombard my uh, future nieces and nephews with, and they're going to be like, "Shut the hell up! What's vaporwave?" Yeah. yeah. Look what but I used yeah, to be into. I talked about it one awesome. time. <laughs> yeah, once on the internet, I said something. Isn't it great? <laughs> Seriously, thank you for having me. This was so cool. And just getting the word out about Climate Wave, Weathersoft, you know, and keep an eye on, keep people into this, you know, and a big shout out not only to Alternate Skies. I really think that this worked because of you, to uh, Turner Broadcasting for not suing me, because technically I think they own the rights to the Weather Channel still. And Malo420, everybody else that's contributed to the channel, you know, my wife for dealing with me. You know, big shout out to everybody out there and Vaporwave people. I love you all. You're great. And, you know, check me out. I'll check you out. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's it for me, my friend. Oh, thanks again so much for having me. No, no problem, man. No problem. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. That was a fun episode. I learned a lot. Oh, and by the way, the music for this episode is brought to you by Alternate Skies. Because he's such a nice fellow. And thank you so much to Mike from Retro Weather Channel for coming on the show one last time. It was a real treat, and we had a lot of fun, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much, everyone. And we're going to leave you with a song called International Coverage. Be well. Be well.